This episode of Half a Star is sponsored by Baking Powder. Well, that's a lazy name, isn't it? A lazy joke, too. Fuck. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Half a Star. This episode, we've got singer-songwriter Liam Corcoran. He's a rock star musician, co-founder of the band Two Hours Traffic, but now he's got a solo album out. It's called The Giving Tree and Other Songs. And we're also going to be discussing other Shakespearean band names. Some good, some bad. Who's to say? Not your dad. Hey, that rhymes. And if it rhymes, it must be good. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Half a Star, where bad ideas make great stories. He's Justin. He's Ben. Take it away, Rob. I don't listen because it's a podcast, but if you feel that you must, here they are then, Ben and Justin, together they are half of a star that was rob sing-along jing-along dong that's what i've decided we're gonna call it oh so that wasn't a fan submission we did have a little bit of a different uh little different intro there uh, listeners in case you noticed we had an actual factual song we had i'm a wreck by Liam Corcoran. He's our guest here today. That's a song taken from his new album, Giving Tree, and other songs that came out February of this year. Ben, are you as excited as I am? I'm super excited. I was thinking about it, and it feels like 21-year-old me is reaching through a wormhole in time and giving myself a high five, because we get to talk to the lead singer of one of our favorite bands, Justin. We're going to party like it's 2009. Woo! Uh, I really, I really can't express how important two hours traffic was to me when I had just moved to PEI, in fact. Uh, so to have Liam on the show uh, actually means a lot to me without, you know, getting too mushy about it. But two hours traffic is also very near and dear to both of our hearts because it's a quote from one of the works of William Shakespeare. William Shakespeare, the yeah. bard. Yes, the immortal bard, one might even say. But he did die. Uh, to be clear, folks, Shakespeare is dead. He's not roaming the streets. You've heard it here first. Unless there's ghosts. That's a different podcast. Check out Ghosts Are Everywhere with Carly and Cecilia. Available on the internet. Um, so yeah, uh, two hours traffic comes from Romeo and Juliet which is, of course, a Shakespeare play. And Shakespeare has been the source of a lot of literary references over the years since uh, Shakespeare was writing. And uh, band names are no different, I would say. Yeah. There's a, he's got a very poetic and uh, musical language in his writing, that, that Shakespeare guy. And some of them have loaned themselves uh, very nicely to being band names. Uh, but there's also some quotes that would make terrible band names. So we think. Yeah, so we've teamed up. Uh, I'm going to be talking about band names that actually exist. And then Justin is going to be talking about band names that uh, probably shouldn't. You might say they're even a half a star. So uh, okay. With the list. Ben. Yeah, so I've got, I've, got, I've got three entries on this list, Justin. 
Um, so these are I, Shakespeare quotes that have become band names. Well, actually, they're not quotes so much as titles of plays, basically, that people oh. have ripped off to make, uh, to make band names out of. So uh, the first one I'm going to start with is uh, there's a punk band called Pericles, named after the Shakespearean play Pericles, Prince of Tyre. And uh, they are, as I mentioned, a punk band. And their uh, album that they are most famous for is the album called Fuck Your Etiquette. Ooh, that's one for the punks. Uh, punks, yeah. if you're listening, check out Pericles. Yeah. Uh, another band, which I, I actually love this name. I think this is a great name for a band. So they are from Pasadena, California. Mm -hmm. They are a Celtic slash folk band. And they are known as the Merry Wives of Windsor. Ooh, clever. Yeah, I don't mind it, eh? That's pretty that's, good. That's pretty saucy. It would be even good if they were like a wedding band, like the Married Wives of Windsor. And they only played weddings. Yeah, exactly. That's where the money is. And finally, this is sort of cheating because there are three entries in this one entry. There are three notable bands, all with the same name. And the name of that band is As You Like It. Hmm. Yeah. So the first, as you like it, is a rock band from Denmark, uh, where Hamlet is from, interestingly enough. And yet they all have Italian names. What gives? Yeah. What's up with that? Uh, the next one is another band called As You Like It, who are an emo band from Belgium. Oh. And finally, Justin, believe it or not, we have a band called As You Like It from Boston, Massachusetts, who are a wedding band. Oh. Well... There, there were four weddings in As You Like It. But spe um, speaking of As You Like It, Ben, that actually segues into my list. Oh, great. Perfect. Go ahead. Top, top of my list. Uh, I think there's, uh, there's lots of plum, plum juicy quotes from Shakespeare, but mm. there's a lot of bad ones too. Ones that just make absolutely no sense. I think a terrible name for a band would be Pancakes and Mustard. <laughs> and this is a quote from taken from touchstone the clown from as you like it who said uh, <laughs> explaining a situation to rosalind and cecilia uh they said well how can we be forsworn by a certain knight who swore by his honor that they were good pancakes but the mustard was not now i'll stand to it the pancakes were not but the mustard was good yet the knight was not forsworn he could have just said I'm just messing with you. But instead, he went on this long-winded story about pancakes and mustards and forsworn knights with beards. My question to you is, did you play Touchstone? I did. Okay, that's a relief, because I was really worried that you just had that locked and loaded and ready to go. Always keep a Shakespeare quote in your pocket. You never know. Mm. Yeah, you never know if there's girls watching. <laughs> <laughs> there isn't. Uh, what's next on your list? Speaking of girls, this one is from a play about a guy who's got himself some girl problems. Uh-oh. I'm, I'm speaking, of course, about Othello. Ah, yes. Classically, the romantic comedy of the oeuvre. His, his bud, Othello, his bud, Iago, his, uh, yeah, his name. The parrot from Aladdin. Yes, exactly. He's a, he's a bird. And uh, he says, hey, uh, hey, oh, your girl, Desdemona, she's, she's doing it with someone else. You know, it, like sex. She's making babies. She's doing the beast with two backs with another 
person and beast with two backs make a terrible band name i actually kind of like that one uh, for like a for like a white stripe style duo that'd be kind of fun it could be, it would definitely have to be a duet i think it would be like uh contrasting styles it'd be like jack mm. white jack white and alicia keys singing a james <laughs> bond theme song yeah that never happened never last but not least uh this one this one could be cool uneasy lies Ooh, yeah yeah Ooh, tell me lies tell me uneasy lies that's terrible it's a Fleetwood we Mac can't song. afford that song just we can't i won't sing another bar uh but that is taken from a quote from henry four part two the full quote being uneasy lies the head that wears the crown mm-hmm. you did it there i took lies and made it a use a english minor thank yeah. you the old henry iv that's what the kids call it now two hours traffic ben do you want to hear a funny story about two hours traffic i do so um when this band uh was sunsetting reaching the end of their time on uh, earth when they were dying basically they broke up listeners they they're, they're not together anymore they do a reunion show every 18 months However, <laughs> uh, so two hours traffic listeners, they're no longer together, but the artists, uh, many of the artists involved, including Liam, they're still very active in their, in their craft. But when the band was coming to an end, uh, Sally Cole of The Guardian interviewed me, asking me uh, how I felt about two hours traffic ending their career. Okay. Yeah. Why would anyone care what you have to say? I don't know. I guess she just knew I was a fan. But there's a (laughs) quote in The Guardian of me saying, yeah, I'm a big fan. Listen for this, Ben. What I said was, yeah, anytime they were playing in Charlottetown, me and my friends knew where we were that night. And that's a quote that you said to me when you heard they were breaking up i was like hey that's nice and then i happened to get interviewed and you uh, stole my quote yeah i did (laughs) which just adds to the list of uh the guardian perpetually just (laughs) slapping ben around listeners we've talked about this on a few episodes when we announced our podcast we had an article written about the podcast not about both of us but about the podcast and the headline read PEI's own Justin Shaw co-hosts a podcast. No mention of Ben in the article, despite him having lived on the island for about 10 years uh, and both of us being in the photo. But even if (laughs) Ben was not like an island resident ever, that's still a pretty dumb headline. PEI's own Justin Shaw co-hosts a podcast. Like... That's not news. It reminds me of the time that our mutual friend uh, got an interview on CBC Radio because he came home from Toronto for Christmas. Yeah, it's a big deal. <laughs> what's, what's it like in the smog? Whoa, man. Now, speaking of news, there is another news source on Prince Edward Island that Ben and I love. Yum, 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 yum. We eat it up every month when they release a new issue. Ben, tell them what up. 
Well, I do eat it up because it's sweet like honey. And you know what makes honey, Justin? Bees. Bees. And you know what sound bees make? They make the buzz. That's right. We're talking about the buzz. Your guide to what is going on on PEI. And it's great because you open it and you're like, there's nothing to do on Prince Edward Island. I'm a nerd. (laughs) Listen here, nerd. We're about to give you a what for. You just look through the buzz. You close your eyes and leave through it and and, and point a finger on any page. And it's going to tell you about some cool stuff that's happening that you're missing out on because you're a little wiener and nobody likes you. But go go to an event and have some fun and make some friends for gosh sakes. We're talking about art gallery exhibitions. We're talking about film screenings, Uh comedy, theater, live music, anything you can possibly think of, you'll find listings for it in the buzz. It is the lifeline of the Charlottetown uh, arts and culture scene, and we're so thankful they exist. Absolutely. Happy to have you guys supporting this podcast. We're happy to support you guys any way we can. That's what's up on the buzz. All right, let's take it to our weather segment. Folks, it's important to know what the weather is at all times. You don't have to check your phone constantly. We got your back. This is our weather segment here on Half a Star called Fresh Never Frozen. It's a segment hosted by professional wrestler slash weatherman Bradford Montague. He's given us the lowdown on the weather. Brad, what do we got? Bradford Montague is back on the Half a Star podcast, and I know what you're thinking. Hey, Bradford, I thought you were the weatherman. Aren't you supposed to report the weather once in a while? Uh, well, listen, newsflash, folks, there's been no weather. So what do you want from me? Thank you, Brad. That was fresh, never frozen. Let's get him sponsored by Wendy's to support his carnivore diet. He's a growing boy. Now let's take it to our guest, shall we, Ben? I'd be happy to. Liam Corcoran was the co-founder of the Canadian indie pop group, Two Hours Traffic. Since the group disbanded, Liam has released three solo albums, including his latest, Giving Tree and Other Songs, which was released in February 2020. Please welcome to the show, Liam Corcoran. Thanks for having me, guys. Great to be here. We understand you've got a new solo album out, uh, Giving Tree and Other Songs. I yes, like it. Uh, <laughs> it's not a question, sorry. <laughs> uh, I really like it. I was wondering if you could uh, you could speak to what influenced this album? Um, Nick Donna, who's a friend of mine, he's also a musician. He's from uh, Ontario, actually. He lives here on PEI now. And uh, my wife and I had our second child. And he gave me a book called uh, The Giving Tree by Shel Silverstein. Uh, you know, it's a nice gift. I didn't think much of it, but I started to read it to uh, both of my sons before bedtime, and I realized it really hit me hard as an adult because it's it's a pretty um, profound book, I would say, even though it's aimed kind of marketed towards children. It kind of has speaks to all of us, I would say. And um, uh, you know, I was doing it night after night, and, and the song kind of developed out of it, and got a really good response to the song to the point where I decided to um, name the album after that song. And 
the reason for the and other songs part is because it's really you've listened to the record, the record Justin. It's a mess of genres. It's all over the place. <laughs> so I wanted to kind of present the fact that it's kind of a compilation as opposed to a a well formed uh, album. Absolutely. That's. Uh, I, I was actually going to ask about what was the uh, the significance behind the and other songs, but it, it's a uh, it's a nice collection of uh, of different sounds. And uh, I listened to uh, uh, I listened to Territory just recently. Um, uh, about a week ago, and then re-listened to this in anticipation of the 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 recording. And it's interesting because there's a there's a good decade in between these uh, these two albums, and I could hear a a sense of maturity come through in this album. And I don't mean to say that was immature, but to hear this one is like, oh, some stuff's going on with Liam. He's uh, <laughs> stuff's definitely changed in his life, and it was uh, really interesting to hear that. Uh, hear how that came forward in your in your music yeah life is definitely a lot different than the territory times there weren't a lot of responsibilities <laughs> <laughs> so you've been at this whole music gig for quite some time now uh i wonder if you remember do you remember your first gig as a musician yeah it was at you know i was never in band or anything growing up so uh People were surprised when I kind of came out as a musician, which happened late in high school. Cool. Um, so I, I played a fall festival, one of those kind of like during the day events at Colonel right. Gray with, with Alec O'Hanley, um, who we went on to start Two Hours Traffic. And I, I think we called ourselves Two Hours Traffic in our very first event. And um, we played probably three or four songs. We both had acoustic guitars. And uh, he was a much more um, skilled musician than I was. But I remember we played a Weezer song, and it's the last song on Pinkerton, I forget what it's called, but I completely blanked on the lyrics, and he just <laughs> kept playing the four chords over and over. And it was, it seemed like it was like 10 years past, and I just eventually made a joke to get out of it. But uh, that terror, you know, I felt it from the very first time when you mess up, it's, it's very real. <laughs> well, I, I think, I think like, because also being performers are on our end of things, neither of us are, have a musical stitch in our entire beings, I don't think. But um, like, for me, like having been on stage and having lost my lines on stage, there's definitely a fear, but there's also sort of a rush of that immediacy and that energy that I think I find quite intoxicating at times as well. What I learned over the years was how you a professional has to roll with it. Um, in the early days, I can remember many times like apologizing to the audience for mistakes that they probably didn't even recognize. Right. And people had to tell me like, it's almost like an intervention, like you have to stop huh. apologizing and you have to make it seem like nothing even happened. So that was a huge learning curve for me, but I'm pretty good at it now. And if you do make a mistake and kind of, uh, you know, roll with it in a way that you bring the audience into your kind of uh, how you're feeling, they can love you even more. For, for having made that mistake so it's a it's a really important skill to develop i think nice it's it says a lot about the state of canadian music when we apologize during our song <laughs> <laughs> hi everyone i'm sorry you're here <laughs> uh i wonder uh if uh, if you can actually speak to the name two hours traffic uh choosing that and i know that's uh 
being a theater person. Uh, yeah, we know what it means, but like. <laughs> it's uh, William Shakespeare's uh, As Good As It Gets. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, what, uh, what made you choose that, uh, that line from, uh, from Romeo and Juliet for the title of your band? So we were, Alec and I were in grade 11, uh, and as part of the PEI high school curriculum, you do some Shakespeare and specifically Romeo and Juliet for that year. And, um, you know, we were both kind of like, we were pretty good students and we were probably a little bit pretentious in, in looking to that for our, for our name, but Alec came up with it. I remember he said, well, there's two of us. Uh, so that's what made it stick out to him. We never pictured ourselves as a full band, hmm. at least not in those days. So the two hours traffic of our stage, you know, it's from the prologue, as you guys know. And um, I didn't love it. I didn't love the idea. I didn't love the name, but we, we went with it. And then when we became a four piece, we were like, okay, now we really have to change the name. But people kind of told us like, no, that's your identity. Now you just, that's what it is. So we never changed it. And, and I, I like it now, but I wasn't a huge fan in the beginning. Um, but uh you know it's it's aged pretty well i think well and it's funny too because it's it's affected whenever i you know crack open romeo and juliet or like where you were studying it in school or something and they would say that our two hours traffic on the stage i always kind of go ah. uh, <laughs> uh. Uh, yeah. so, so liam we're not throwing any curveballs here at you we're not pulling any punches but would you say you're the best pei band to be named after a shakespeare quote you see, I, I was already wanted to speak about another band. Oh, um, you know. Oh, really? <laughs> you've led me right into it. Yeah. So, but so it's funny. Like, there's the rude, the rude mechanicals, of course. Um, Dennis Ellsworth, uh, Matt McQuaid. I could, we call him Punchy. Okay. But anyways, he's the bass player, and Todd McLean. So I know all these guys now. But I remember seeing their video on Much Music when I was, and it was on like Going Coastal or something. And that just blew me away. Like a band from PEI was was on Much Music. So I feel like we've, we kind of followed in their footsteps a little bit. So I don't know, I wouldn't like to say better or, or, or worse or anything, but it was years later that I realized that Rude Mechanicals was from uh, Shakespeare because I just when I first saw the name for years I just thought that's a weird name like what's what does mechanical mean you know? yeah. uh, as, as a, a plural so um, yeah but it's it's interesting that we both came to that uh, Shakespeare name naturally because we weren't trying to copy them we didn't even yeah. know so uh, it, it's an interesting coincidence it's also fascinating that society will automatically forgive the strangeness of a phrase if you just say, oh, it's Shakespeare. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that, make, that makes sense. Totally. Yeah, you get a pass. Yeah, I think <laughs> Hoobastank is Shakespeare, right? Hoobastank. <laughs> uh, I remember hearing uh, someone played uh, a long con, like a long prank on, uh, I think it was his, his wife. Uh, he told her, that the H in Jesus H Christ stood for Hoobastank, and she believed it for a long time. And she believed the reason, uh, <laughs> the song The Reason was yep. about Jesus. <laughs> well, I, I, I've, I've actually heard that too, yeah. <laughs> when uh, you think about it, it's, yeah. could it work? 
So speaking of bad ideas. Uh, <laughs> yes, Liam, let's get down to business here. Um, you've come on the Half a Star podcast, and we've been asking our guests and our friends to come on and share a bad idea that they've had and the fallout of that idea. So what have you got for us? It took me a couple of days, and nothing was really coming to the surface as what my story would be here. But I, I finally thought of it yesterday, and, I, and I'm pretty excited to share it because it's completely ridiculous. I'm going way back in time here to, I was in the third grade. Ooh. And um, uh, Justin, where did you go to school? And the, uh, I went to like, school. Where was your elementary school? Uh, Montague Consolidated. Oh, you're in Montague. Okay. Yeah. And Ben, where are you from? Uh, I uh, grew up in Nova Scotia. I was in New Glasgow. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So I was in Charlottetown and I went to West Kent School. And um, our music teacher, Mrs. McNeil, uh, I don't know how this worked, but every student in the school was in music class every year. And as part of the music class, every single student had to perform in one of the monthly mini concerts, they called them. Uh, so most people uh, would kind of get like 40 of their friends together and sing some brutal song to get the check mark off of their name for the year. Uh, but you, of course you'd have some artistic and creative students who would do some really cool stuff as well. But I remember they're always on Friday mornings and the entire school would go down. And that was at a time when we probably had 500 students in the school. Wow. So it's a lot of people, grades one to six. And I, I was a pretty shy person, but I went up to the teacher one day and I said, um, I'd like to sign up for the mini concert this week. Uh, and she said, okay, who's, you know, are you, who are you performing with? And I said, oh, it's just going to be me. And she said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm going to perform an original song. <laughs> so even back in those days, I fancied myself a songwriter. Right. And uh, she said, so you've written a song. I said, yeah. And she said, do you, do you play the guitar or the piano? Which I did not play any instrument at that time. And I said, no, just, just singing. <laughs> so she probably said, use the word acapella, which I wouldn't have known what that meant. But, um, you know, I, and I was totally confident. I was like, this is going to be great. I've been singing it at home in my room. Uh, I remember the title of the song was friends. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> just like a very earnest song about my buddies. Uh, and I don't know, I don't think there's any documentation. I don't think I wrote the words down. Obviously, I didn't know how to, I, I didn't last long in piano lessons, so there was no notation. I was just like, I have this song, there's some words, and there's a melody. And in my head, like, I mean, I don't even know, but like in my mind, it was the same song I was practicing over and over, but probably the melody was changing every time. Right. Because there's nothing to root it in anything. And... I remember it wasn't until like the morning of that it really hit me what I had signed on to do, which was walk up in front of my entire school and sing a song about my friends, <laughs> titled Friends, a cappella, and just go for it. And I'm trying, I wish I could, I wish it was on video to, to see what it looked like, but it, I think the song probably lasted like 13 seconds. Like it wasn't really a full song, it was like a verse. Um, but the problem is the morning of, I forgot what the melody was to the song. Uh. So I was having, I was having like a panic attack. I didn't tell anyone, but I was just so 
terrified because I didn't even know what I was going to do. And I remember um, Mr. McNeil was very impressed that I'd written my own song. So she did like a big lead up to oh. inviting me up. And like, I'm in grade three and like grade four, five and six has seemed like they're like 10 years older than right, me. So yeah. it's very intimidating. They seem like they're 25. Like They all have beards. Yeah. It's like, what's going on? <laughs> they're smoking they're in the their back. cars to school. Yeah. Um, so, so there was this kind of intro and then I, I, I still don't have the melody on the walk up. Like I don't, I kind of know the words. I have no melody and I just get up there and I was very sheepish and, and I, I don't even know if there was a mic. I, there must've been a mic, but um, I just, I just winged something. Like I just kind of said, like, I wish I could, I wish I could remember, but it was kind of like, you know, I have great friends, uh, you know, just, just off just, just kind of whatever kind of came notes came to mind at that moment and you could tell by the audience reaction they were like that you know there's something wrong here that wasn't really the piece. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I got some sympathy uh you know applause but it was a very terrifying moment for for a young person to go through and I, I don't think I tried to write a song again for probably I don't know seven or eight years wow. it was a scarring moment for me well i gotta say that like that sounds like one of my stress dreams come to life like so, absolutely so that was your first gig then <laughs> i guess yeah i i was lying earlier that, that was it uh do you remember any of the lyrics uh i see i really wish i remembered more of it i can remember the scene i can remember the the title but um See, that's the thing. It it all left me when it was time I, to perform, and I, it never came back. <laughs> I, yeah, I almost appreciate that more. Like, whatever made you forget it before the performance has never returned. <laughs> no, and I think I probably blocked this whole episode out of my mind because it came back to me as I was later, and I was like, wow, that really happened, and how how horrible that was. Like, I yeah. think I just blocked it out of my mind completely. Wow. But you got the check mark, I assume, right? Yeah, I got the, the check mark that was really worth worth nothing. But. <laughs> worth the years of psychological torture. Uh, it's just amazing that uh, from that you went on to become uh, a very acclaimed uh, singer songwriter. So, silver lining. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I understand, Liam, uh, that you have a song you get to share with us from your new album, correct? <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'd love to play play a tune for you. I'm excited. Uh, um, so this you, is a, why don't you like I in full disclosure I asked you to pick this, Justin. So why don't you tell me why you picked this? One? <laughs> okay, I I will pick this one because I'm here. I'm sitting at home listening diddly dee to this song, uh, and this one jumped out uh, from a lot of the other songs. And I think <laughs> it's going to sound dumb, but I was like, oh, yeah, this sounds like two hours traffic, <laughs> uh, which I'm pretty sure like in the back of your mind is like, ah, he just likes this because it's fun and poppy. And I do. It's, uh, and it's always it's always 2009 in Justin's brain. I should just point that out. So <laughs> always, always. Uh, but no, it's a it's a song that uh, really jumps out and grabs you. It's fun. Uh, and it, it, I think it's just really cool that it lives amongst uh, some of the more uh, folky and soulful uh, tracks that are on this album. Uh, 
but I'm a sucker for that pop riff. I'm a big fan. <laughs> uh, so uh, this is Liam, and he is singing not Brown Eyed Girl. I was disappointed. I wanted a cover of Brown Eyed Girl, but we have <laughs> an original from his latest album, Giving Tree and Other Songs. Give it up for I'm a Wreck.
I have an interesting uh, how that song was recorded is kind of neat. Oh, sure. Um, so Nick Donoff, who I mentioned earlier, he, he can basically play all of the rock band instruments himself. So I recorded the drums. Him and I recorded the, the, uh, the song together, although we were only trying to keep the drums. So we started with the drum track, which he played drums on. And then he added everything else. All I did was sing. So he, he did all the bass, all the guitar, all the Whoa. drums. Wow. And um, I just kind of guided the process a bit and kind of said, you know, here's how I want this to sound like. But, you know, it sounds like this rocking band, but it's just Nick and then me being like, okay, when do you want me to sing? And then just came in. So it was, uh, you know, it's amazing having talented friends. Yeah, right. Nice. Cool. That's really cool. Well, that's, that's, I'm glad I picked this. <laughs> so Liam, uh, one last question before we, uh, before we wrap things up, who would win in an arm wrestling contest? Would it be you from your days in two hours traffic or you now as a solo artist? And oh, a that's father. a good question. That's you now as a father. You're a father now, Liam. Answer me. Answer me. Answer me. Answer me. Justin, he's gone. Answer me. He's not coming he's back, not, Justin. No, he answered me. Liam, I know you're somewhere. Listeners, this is episode number, uh, I don't know, a lot. Uh, we've had every guest thus far hang up on us, and uh, I don't know what to do. That just about does it for another episode of Half a Star, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, take care of yourselves. Uh, he's Justin. He's Ben. Wash your hands. Don't go to the park. Black Lives Matter. <laughs>